Sten Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the How to Be an Elite Advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan. Sten is off this week, and so I have two about 10, 12-minute long interviews uh, with members of our Elite Advisor Network, and they're answering this question. What did you do after our event? What did you go home and need to change or implement after you came to How to Charge Live? So if you're interested in the event, again, it's howtochargelive.com is the URL for that. And we have about 20 seats left for a September event. And so if you want to meet with me to talk about that uh, decision, or if you're ready to go ahead and purchase your ticket, you can go to howtochargelive.com. And without further ado, here are two conversations with uh, past attendees of How to Charge Live on what do you need to do after the event to go home and put it into effect and make a change in your business. I think you'll enjoy them. And again, thanks for listening. My friend, Jay Duffy is joining us. Jay is in Baltimore, Maryland, and I uh, appreciate you taking some time. Thanks, Andy. Not a problem. I want to talk about some really specific things. You were part of our training. Um, uh, your company brought Sen and I in to um, train several of your staff, and you have uh, a business partner you do a lot of joint work with, uh, and you went home and, and started crushing it. You had already been charging for your advice before that. Is that true? Yeah. So we, we've always been a planning team for, for quite some time. Um, okay. But as probably you and Sam would say, it was probably on a smaller scale our fee structure was. Yeah. Let me ask, start with that because this is it's, it's very common. And it's, I love it when people are like, oh, my fees are so low. Because what I hear is you're willing to charge for your advice, which I think is great. You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. that's, that's a great starting point. What was kind of your average fee around? Was it was it? Yeah, our our average fee was around two thousand. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, and how'd you come to that? Yeah, and we we viewed it as uh, unfortunately, I think after going through Stennis, it was just such a wrong way. It was, I would say, a Sten would say, an average way of thinking versus yeah. an elite way of thinking. He would be very honestly. proud of you. He'd be very proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it was more of. We viewed the financial planning fee as a loss leader. It was a way of getting someone in the door, seeing our financial planning process, and they were going to implement everything with us because they were already paying a fee. So we figured that fee had to be at a level where no one was really going to oh, put their okay. nose up at it or or, okay. or you know, sniff us out. Okay. And so uh, we kept it at a low fee structure. So okay. So. Um, you know, we had an episode a few uh, weeks ago and it was for people who had been to the event and, and kind of talking about the event. And I want to be really specific today. There's two things that you, you brought to my attention that you implemented and changed. I thought were really specific that after people come to the event, they, that will help them. And the first I thought was really interesting because uh, a lot of people think like, Hey, I need to speed up. I need to, 
I need to really go, I need to like pedal the metal, right? Like, like accelerate. Like now you figured it out, like go harder, go faster. And your first words were slow down. So why, why did you slow down your relationship, your, 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 your prospect process after the yeah. event? Well, after going through the training, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, these are strategy sessions as that talks about. So we're, it's, it's very dynamic in those meetings. We're whiteboarding things where we're, we're, we're drawing out scenarios so that clients can fully understand stuff. And so sometimes we're not getting to the full nature of where the client is. We don't have their entire financial picture board. We're just talking about a particular strategy. Right. And what we realized is before when we did planning is we take them through this entire planning process and how we're going to be able to help them and this and that. And then we get to the end of the meeting and we'd say, our fee is X, or this is typically the range of our financial plan. So we were quoting in that very first meeting. Wow. Okay. And what it led to was the client either had a decision or they're, you know, they're either going to work with us or they're not. And so it left a lot up to, we had to have all these meetings and nothing would come out of it, essentially. It, it was just, I, they're either a planning client or they're not a client of ours. And so what I learned and what Morgan, my, my business partner learned is that if we slowed down the process and we, it's not like we were quoting fees or anything. It's just, we didn't have enough information to be able to bring value to the client and quantify why our fee is this way mm -hmm. or why our fee is this much. Yeah. And that's what I think held us back uh, initially um, because we were quoting initial meetings just like yeah. that. It, it's funny. I got my I got my car. One of our cars fixed yesterday, and you know when you go to your mechanic and they charge you that fee to like plug the machine in to tell you what's wrong. You know, it's like this eighty dollar diagnostic thing. Now yeah. I know yeah. that that machine is paid for. That they're literally just plugging it in to get some codes, right? But but what they're doing is they they have to charge something. I mean, they don't have to charge, but they're smart to charge something because it does take some measure of time and effort to like pull your car around, plug the thing in, read it talk about it. So what they're doing is basically saying, listen, I got to charge you something just to cover this. And so that's what I'm going to charge you. I'm just going to charge you this diagnostic fee or whatever. And it kind of sounds like that's what you guys were doing. Like, hey, we're going to get paid on the other stuff, but let's just charge them this. So at least like sort of we cover the administrative, whatever. But that makes your your advice worth nothing, essentially. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yes. I'd also send it, say it doesn't probably lend itself to much creativity because you're sort of like, it's, if it's all $1,500, then no offense, but you're probably not going to do $15,000 worth of work on it. And if they, if they ask you for $15,000 worth of your time, you're going to get resentful, <laughs> right? It's, so, it's just so short-sighted. Well, so, so you slowed down, meaning you stopped presenting the, the fee in the first meeting. Were you able to get there by the second end of the second meeting? What yeah, so so the, the process that we had to change was really just gathering more information after that okay. first meeting. And before we went into that, Second meeting, we wanted to have enough information where we could take a client through a strategy session and quantify the value and show them, hey, here's an opportunity that you're missing with this insurance coverage, okay. or here's an opportunity where you're missing on this investment strategy, this this bucketing strategy, this tax planning, and then we could quantify our value okay. of what that And that's when the numbers got more exciting, right? Uh, yeah. For them and for you, right? Absolutely. So, so you know, let's just... So, so before it was, you meet them for the first time, it's a pretty good meeting and you say, Hey, this is how much it's going to cost to work with us. Now it's more, you meet with them, get some information. 
But between the first and second meeting, I'm guessing you can gather some more specific or more just more. We're getting we're getting primarily a a nice fact finder back to us that's that has a lot more data inside of it. That now we have, you know, it's like what I shared with you before. It's you know, prescription before diagnosis is malpractice. Yeah, now yeah, we yeah, have yeah, the yeah. Let's pause, pause real quick because I, I love that and I want to make sure people hear this. Um, the, the, the philosophy you're, you're, you said you basically shifted from was, hey, it's this much, we're going to cover it to really, it's a, it's a, it's, I love the medical term and I want to, I interrupt you because yeah. I want to make sure people zone in and, and like focus and hear this. T- tell, tell us, tell, tell all these advisors, you come to the event, it's going to change this. You're going to slow down. Um, what do you, what, how, how do you phrase that? So, you know, think about it, you know, before what we were doing, in my opinion, is we were just doing financial planning widgets. We were just as many plans as we could do. And we were, in my opinion, prescribing before we were actually diagnosing the problems. And and the issue is that in the medical terms, that's malpractice. And Mm -hmm. so if we don't have all this information, if we we can't provide value. We can't consult right away with enough, with all the information that that's given to us. Then we're not doing the right thing for the client. And so yeah. we need to gather more. And so th- we've gotten pushback from prospects and say, hey, look, you know, it's, I'm not trying to evade the question of what my fee is. is. I just don't have enough information to justify what my fee would be because I have sure. no idea how complex your financial situation is and could be. So with that being said, and that's why I share the phrase, prescription for diagnosis is malpractice. So if I can gather more of this information in our second meeting, we can quantify the value that we can bring to you and working with you over this next year. Mm-hmm. I think there's a level of respect that I would have for someone who says, like, I don't know how much it would cost yet. I mean, if, you know, and I, actually, I've been frustrated because, again, back to the, the mechanical, you know, uh, comparison of, uh, you know, uh, they like hear this and they go, oh yeah, that's going to be two grand. I'm like, you, you figure that out in 18 seconds that, you know, like, you know, exactly what's wrong. And maybe they're wrong, maybe they're wrong, but I I want yeah. someone to be thorough. You know, I want someone to take their time and really do a full diagnosis. And I think it does protect you from lowballing and saying, yeah. oh, it's all going to be this. Like, you don't know, you don't, it's like, you know, you got to open it up and look inside. And so it gives you time. So the first one is slow down. I love that one. And the second, uh, really practical thing that you want advisors to do that that after they come to the training is when you go home and you are presenting plans to always give two options. Why is that so important for you all? I, you know, before we weren't giving an option, it was just, Hey, here's our fee to engage with, with, with us in a planning relationship. And so they, they had a choice. They either worked with us or they didn't, Andy. And now it's changed to the point where we We've provided value in a second meeting. We provide them a proposal of what all they get in that financial planning relationship. And they have two options. Investment option one is all the, what's stated above in the, in the financial planning proposal. And then okay. option two is a fee of this and you get an extra strategy session. Uh, and it's maybe something specific to their needs. So if they're selling their business or they're, they need uh, estate planning, tax planning help uh, with finding a CPA or estate plan. So we're going to help guide them in that, uh, you know, finding that that person. So what I'm hearing you say is that that you're you're you feel you feel more comfortable because now you're giving them 
two chances to say yes. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not, it, now it's to the point where it's not whether or not they're going to work with us. It's just which option are they going to choose? Mm-hmm. And, and specifically, the value differences uh, are extra meetings with you. Yep. yep. And when it comes to implementation, it's, hey, we're going to, we'll sit in on that Zoom call. Is that, is that, you know, with, with whatever yeah. that expert so, is? So part of that is that it, you know, for example, we just had a, a client that, um, you know, has a zero estate planning done. Um, and, you know, we, we, we mentioned to her that, you know, we need to get some estate planning done for you. Let me introduce you to one or two of our uh, estate planning attorneys. And we added that as a bottom line. It's like, we'll help you interview the estate planning attorney that's appropriate for you. Wow. Okay. Okay. And that's an extra cost. And again, I, I want to make sure people understand that like there is value in your diagnosis and expertise ab- about bringing this team together, right? It's a, you really are sort of the general contractor. You hire the general contractor. And they go find the right roofer and they go find the right framer and they go find the right painter and they go find the right cabinet installer. And it's like, could you do all that? Yeah, you, you could. You could. But like, do you know the best people? Do you know how to manage that project? Do you know how to make sure it's going to get done? Do you know how to hold people accountable to that? Do you have a larger vision for all those things? Uh, do you have those connections? And the answer is usually no. So again, yep. you providing the value of your network, there is value to that. And again, people probably aren't going to pay 10 grand for just, oh, just, you know, share your people with me. They, they want to see some tangible, measurable, quantifiable planning strategies around taxes, around retirement, whatever it might be, around business structure. Uh, but it's it's a good reminder to everyone to give people more than one chance to say yes. Is is uh, and, and Andy, we and have it doesn't a, have to be complicated, right? We we have, it does not it does not. But uh, we 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 mirrored you you know your template. I uh, even sense template around it, you know, added some of, you know, our, our language to it. Yeah. Uh, but we, we utilized that. It was a great template for it. And we have a, right now, I don't want to rock the boat, but we have a hundred percent success rate with it. Mm-hmm. So well, we haven't lost something that says, Hey, I'm not, I'm just, I've, I've gone in a different direction. Right. Well, I, what I would say is it, 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 I'm just thinking about products that people sort of like, it's not, it's not, do they want them or not? It's, um, it's, they just meet them at the right time. You know, it's like, right. let me put it this way. Let's assume you're driving a vehicle that takes gas, right? At some point you're like, you know what? My car needs gas. I'm going to go get that. Why? Because like, that's how it works. Like I just, I need it. And there's people who have complex enough situations and lives that have the realization, like, you know, I've got all these moving pieces. Like I just need it. I need, I need someone's advice. And if you put yourself in front of the right people and you present yourself in the right way, they just go, yeah, of course I need that, right? It, it, it becomes obvious. Um, well, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your uh, investment in the event. And, and I, I love that you're working with uh, Morgan, who's also part of our community. Um, I, I, I didn't ask you this before, so um, but, but let me spring it on you now. What, how is it different or better uh, knowing that after you've gone through the training with someone else that you can go back and work with them. Cause we have people who say, Hey, should I bring my business partner? And I always say yes. Right. Uh, if you're doing any kind of joint work whatsoever, you have a junior advisor or whatever, bring, bring them. Um, how has that been helpful for you guys now that you went to the training and you go back and you get to work together? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. Um, we've created our own study group in, in our office, and you know, we brought on two GR advisors, and we're we're taking them through this training ourselves, and and even the language that we're using. So, um, we we meet uh, as a study group every Wednesday, just really to practice some of maybe some strategy sessions where we whiteboarded something that worked, mm-hmm. and. You know, we want to share it. So we have a like-minded community that went through that training here in our office here in Baltimore. So it's it's been really, really helpful because we all come across similar situations. And if someone's got a better way of explaining something to a client, we can simplify it. You know, we're going to share it with one another. Love it, man. Love it. Well, thank you for your time and I wish you uh, continued success. Uh, and, um, you know, keep keep that percentage up. That's pretty solid. Uh, we don't we don't advertise 100 but we do advertise that uh, people will certainly get their money back and more and, and i know that's been true of you so keep up the good work and uh, we're always here if you need anything okay absolutely thanks thanks jay leif erickson how are you my friend i'm very well about yourselves i'm wonderful thank you for joining us for the show uh we had an episode a few weeks ago talking with people who had been to our program and it was more of a like a broad perspective on how things had changed um, and what are some of the results. I wanted to spend some time with you to talk about two or three really specific things that you've changed about your business since coming to our training. And the reason I want to do that is I I really believe that if if you're if you're listening or you're watching this, that you can go do these things, um, some form of these things right away. Now, I do want people to come to our event and learn our method for doing these things. Uh, but uh, I want also to encourage people, this this is very actionable content. You learn these things in May. Uh, we're recording this in July. Uh, so it didn't take you six months of training to go do what we taught you to do. It took a day no. and a half. So let's talk specifically, and I'll, I'll let you choose which ones you want to share. What are two or three really specific things that you changed about your, uh, just the way you do business since coming to the How to Charge Live training probably six weeks ago? Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. Specifically, number one thing, I just changed my pricing model. I know after being at the training, I'd already, I was already charging for advice, but after being at the training, I just walked away with a higher level of confidence and recognized that I could and should be charging a more, um, you know, more appropriate fee. Um, and so I adjusted that and immediately have had success with that, having multiple clients sign on at that. Let's, that, di- that. Let's, let's dig into that though. So how much were you charging me for and how did you come up with that pricing? Uh, well, let's see what was it randomly. <laughs> um, how I was charging before was $129 a month or $15.48 for a year uh, for a really simple case, and a, more, a little more complex case, a married couple, maybe close to retirement. We we're charging one ninety nine a month, or just shy of twenty four hundred. We didn't have any variation in our pricing. It was you know annually or pay monthly didn't matter to us. Same pricing model. Um, so I adjusted that to you, you challenged late. Don't go anything less than X. And so I said, okay, I'll do that. And oh, by the way, have two prices. They want to pay it up front, or they want to stretch it out. And so I implemented that as well. And uh, I've done. I've received you know or brought on clients in both ways. So Leif, let me ask this question then. What what do you feel like your percentage was before the training? I mean, how many people said yes to paying separately for planning, knowing that you're also going to maybe sell them insurance? You're also going to make some commission on their assets. You know, like how, how what percentage of people were saying, yeah, Leif, I'm, I'm happy to pay you a planning fee? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 you know, it feels relatively high. You know, I mean, I think we have probably 30 plus open uh, financial planning engagements right now. Um, our team does. And so and most of those are at that lower price point. Um, and so, you know, when we position that uh, for those clients where it was appropriate, um, which, you know, was most of them, you know, it was a pretty high percentage. Nobody really ever balked at, or balked at the price. So, I mean, is that like 75% of people are like, yeah? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you adjusted your pricing. I think I, I remember if our minimum was three or 3,500. That's generally where we want to put people um, yeah. after the training is that's your new minimum. So based upon that, why are you confident now to charge twice as much as a minimum? Well, yeah, because of the second thing that I took away from that training, which was how to quantify the value. You know, before it was, you know, just very squishy. Here's what we charged, we need to be compensated for our time. Today, I'm able to get up on the whiteboard and actually talk about here are the things that are unique to you, Mr. and Mrs. Client that I want to solve. Here are the savings that we project could be the case based on what you've shared with me already. And, and so, I mean, I really come out of it again, not promising that I'm going to be able to recoup all our costs. There, you know, there's some leap of faith on their part, but I've been able to demonstrate with just one or two ideas that it's not unlikely. In fact, it's quite likely that I will be able to help them recoup those through either, um, you know, increased tax savings, which is usually the most common, uh, right. possibly reduced fees, um, or, or other you know, other things that might be going on in their situation, right? It's been just having that skill set and mindset to quantify really gave you know kind of amplified my my uh, uh, confidence to you know have that higher price point. All right. Well, I want to go back to quantification in a second, but I want to ask this follow up question, which is: Have you ever? Not a rhetorical question. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. Uh, have you ever had anyone say? Uh, and if they have, I, I do want to talk about it. Uh, say, hey, why am I paying for a planning fee? And you're going to make money on gene insurance and you're going to make money on my investments. Have you, have you ever had anyone kind of give you pushback in that area? We have, um, you know, a couple, I think of a couple of clients in particular. Um, one, it just, you know, I, I quoted him the fee. It was at that lower lower pricing. And he just thought, I said, you know, I'll never, I, I would never pay, pay a fee for this. Mm-hmm. And in, you know, in hindsight, there's two factors there. Number one, he wasn't going to be a good client because he, you know, I, I broke one of my three rules. You know, I want to work with people that are, they care about something greater than themselves. They're nice people and I can help them. And he flat out already told me, he's like, you know, I care about myself and that's about it. And so I shouldn't have even quoted him a fee, right? And so when he said no, right. I was actually relieved um, <laughs> because he would not have been a good client. Yeah. The other one, he has a relationship with another uh, firm, has a lot of money managed with them and they are willing to quote unquote do the planning for their assets under management fee. Ironically, I did meet with them um, just before or after. I can't remember exactly, but we did quantify some things. We brought out, we called on some specific planning topics that they had never discussed yeah. with this other firm. And so we quoted him the fee and he's just like, I knew this was coming. It had to have been before I came down there because it was at that 2400 price point. Yeah. Um, he said, well, I'm going to talk to my other firm. Like, okay, go for it. And he's like, yep, they said that they would do it and they weren't going to charge anything additional. Okay, so they're going to take the ideas that we gave you, and they'll finally do the planning. Right. God bless you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God bless you. What percentage of people would you say have brought up that objection? Very few. Very, very few. Like like 5% or 25% or? Oh, gosh. 5 or 10. I mean, we position it in such a way that we say, listen, there are three ways that we can work together. 
One is on solutions, one's on money management. And more, you know, the majority of our clients like to do this, and that's our comprehensive planning. And you're hiring us to be consultants or sure, you know, work with you, um, you know, on a year's time as a coach. Right. And you're paid for our advice. And we're going to go deep. You know, so we position in such a way that, you know, our clients will probably work with us in all these different matters. And we even position it that it's not a matter of if clients want to do this, but when. You know, we want to make sure that the timing's right. So, you know, we've, we've had some clients that have said, gosh, I just got too many other issues going on or whatever that now is not the right time. And But it's not a no forever. It's just not the right time, which is which is fine. You know, we got to work with clients that engage with us. So, yeah. no, I mean, the people that bulk at it, it's very, very few. Right. It's, it's, and the reason I ask, it's a very common question or concern from advisors, but it's a very rare concern for consumers, right? Correct. So what that means is you've invented an obstacle. You, you put something in front of you. It reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen the video. It was probably, I don't know, it's probably 20 years ago now, but these two people are in a very empty office building and they're going up an escalator and the escalator just stops and they scream, help. Help, like we're stuck. And the reality is like, you're not stuck. You just have to keep walking. Like it's a problem. You can deal with it, but um, it's not a real problem. You know, it's, it's, you know, in that case, it wasn't an invented problem, but the reality is like, if it's a problem, it can be dealt with. It's also pretty rare. I mean, how often you're on an escalator and it stops. It doesn't, doesn't have very often. Right. So um, yeah, it could be a problem, but it's a very, very rare situation. Um, and again, like you said, I think when someone is that price sensitive, after you showed them and quantified a lot of value, they're, they're probably just going to be nickel and dime kind of person. And you really don't want to work with them anyway. Um, right. uh, and the reality of it, and this is, I think the most important point for you who are listening or watching is that if all you're doing is charging for things you're already doing, then yeah, that, that seems perhaps excessive to some people. But if you're giving planning ideas that are outside of the normal conversation, meaning you're going to do more than just manage their money and have buy insurance, if you're giving any other ideas or strategies to, with any level of creativity, there are values to that to those ideas. Uh, there's value to those ideas, and and that value should be paid for because uh, you're absolutely going to take you time know, to implement. It's been much more often the case, Andy, where I'll sit down with a prospect that has their money invested elsewhere, and they you know, exude how much they appreciate their other advisors. They don't want to move their money. And I can sit back and say, that's not a problem. Here's what we're going to work on together. And by the way, have you worked on these issues with your other advisor? I have one client in particular, I think back, you know, just maybe 10 days ago. And I gave them three different ideas that, you know, we, that hadn't talked about with their other advisor. Um, they got like 800 with this guy, right? And he's not giving any advice. Give them three different ideas. I quantified them. I showed them the price point, and I just said, you know, you're not, I'm not asking for a decision today. You need to talk about it. I sent them a follow up email recapping those, you know, what I shared. And their response within a couple of days was, "We can't wait to get back together with you." Mm. So it's just, you know, I mean, give, give me, give me, give me one of those ideas. People want to know, like, what, what, what's one of those ideas you're you're talking about? The perception is it has to be some triple backflip with the sow cow move. Like it's gotta be something fancy. And and I, and so if people want to know like, what, what are these ideas? Uh, right. Or what is the secret in the secret sauce? Cause a lot of people invent that it's gotta be something crazy. No. So let me pull them up. I can tell you a heartbeat. Okay. We, we had a little pause there. Leif went and found them. 
what, what were these life-changing, life-altering, mind-blowing ideas you shared with them? So one of them was just the Medic- Medic- uh, Medicaid Eligibility Partnership Law. So talking about how you have a qualified long-term care policy to protect their assets. That was important to them. Never had that conversation. Um, never had a conversation around Roth conversions. So I modeled out how, based on their current tax situation, their current retirement income stream, um, how they could probably convert up to about 20, convert about 20% of their retirement assets into Roth IRA assets that would then go tax free. And then I also talked about how we could possibly position a portion of their portfolio um, into a, uh, a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit annuity that would enable them on that portion of their portfolio to actually generate about 38, 38% more revenue guaranteed versus the quote unquote 4% rule. So those are just four, three concepts that I talked about uh, with okay. them. And, you know, for those who are listening, you might say, in the, you know, they might have a few reactions, which is, oh, that's interesting. Some might say, and they paid for that, you know, like, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting. So we'll go back to the quantification and then I'll let you go here. When, when we talk about this, and um, this is a, a core part of our How to Charge Live training, is quantifying the value of your advice. Give me one of those ideas and how did you quantify it? So I was just looking at, um, talk about the uh, increased revenue from a portion of their portfolio. Right now, everything's invested in mutual funds. You know, the, the, historically, the 4% rule, I mean, morning surges came out, so it's really more like 3.8%, uh, which is up from 3.2. We particularly here at Thrive, we have an annuity product that has a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. Product. Um, so the guaranteed payout um, for a couple is at age 7475 for a couple or 5.25 for a single. And so you're looking at five and a quarter versus 3.8. That's a significant guaranteed increase. So would I put all the money in, in an annuity? Of course not. That'd be irresponsible of me. But we could position a portion and, and guarantee a higher payout than you know, in that piece of it. So that's one example. Um, of course. So what was you, the value you showed over time of that? I mean, is that a $50,000 difference? Is it 100000 Is it a billion? I don't, I don't recall any. I apologize. It's all right. It's all right. But the idea is, I mean, it wasn't a five thousand dollar difference, right? No, 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 no. So, yeah. So my point is, when you quantify something, you know, people aren't going to be that excited or motivated for a change in five thousand dollars, unless it's like five thousand dollars a year for the next ten years, right? Mm-hmm. So when you quantify it, it's got to be substantial enough that uh, they care. You know, people aren't yeah. going to call this work and you know extra effort and work and change. Um, you know, new, new has a cost. Right. It, it's a, there's a risk, even if you feel like, oh, it's a good idea, but it's new. Right. So. Um, so I, I want to just give you the floor for this last bit. What what would your advice be to someone when it comes to if you come to the event? What do they need to do after the event in order to make it work? I mean, I'm not if people want to come, they can come. I'm happy to have a, a phone call with them. There's there's a link in the show notes to do that with me. But let's let's speak to someone who's like, yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm I'm going to come. What would you yeah. ask me to them after they get home? Well, I mean, be ready to implement. I mean, just be committed to implementing. You might not hit a home run on the first one. You might strike out. I know Andy's got a guarantee. So if you strike out a couple of times, get back with Andy and have a conversation. Yeah. Because with all the practice that we do in that live event, I mean, you get that, that exposure to, okay, how do I get up on the whiteboard and talk about this stuff? Um, so, I mean, just be ready to implement, be ready to grow and learn. Um, it, you know, if you don't have a whiteboard in your office, get that. I ordered mine before I went down. <laughs> I installed it, so I was ready to roll. 
Um, and I was willing to practice. I mean, I, I haven't been on a whiteboard a lot, but you know, I just said, you know what, I'm going to block out some time and practice a couple of, you know, key concepts like, you know, the guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit and other things so that well, I can, you know, confidently have those conversations. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's strange practicing, but you really do need to, you know, I mean, Absolutely. as adults, we don't practice really at anything. I mean, I'm a baseball coach and you go to practice, right? My daughter's in ballet. She has ballet rehearsal practice, you know, it's like, you know, it, it, but as adults, you just don't, you get out of the habit of, of refining your skills. And I think that's a good word is, is be ready to go home and practice. Uh, and, and once you can master that, uh, you will separate yourself from other advisors in a very, very, very clear way. Very, very clear way. It's, a, it's much more Absolutely. engaging. Uh, and I, I, frankly, if someone said, what's the secret sauce to EAN? I'd probably say to the whole company, it's probably whiteboarding. It really is. It's probably the, the thing that separates, um, average to elite advisors. So, yeah. um, life, thank you for your time today and thanks for being a part of the event. Um, and thanks for being part of our community and, uh, wish you nothing but the best going forward. All right. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Well, friends, thanks for listening to another episode of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor. Uh, we are getting closer to our event. So if you would like to join us, uh, we guarantee that the event will pay for itself with your first financial plan. So go to howtochargelive.com and you can set a meeting with me if you have questions or you can go ahead and purchase your seat there. If you have multiple folks from your office that want to attend, uh, make sure that you do schedule an appointment with me as we offer some discounts if you bring more than one person. As always, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. I wish you the very best. God bless and keep up the good work.